episode, episode eight, eight of the, the Circle the, the Drain, Drain podcast. podcast. All right, we're good. Okay. We were trying to introduce the episode in sync. At the same time, yeah. But it didn't really work out that well. That's how you nailed it. Oh, okay. yeah. Episode Ocho. That's pretty sweet. Tell, Ooh, Adam, yeah. tell us why that's tell us why that's cool. So, last episode we talked about the fact that oh my gosh, that was the studio audience. Woo. Yeah. Um, last episode we talked about the fact that eighty percent of podcasts mm. stop after seven episodes. That's right. So we single handedly completely destroyed that statistic. We are now part of the top twenty percent. Top twenty of all time. Top of 20%. all time, easily. Take it all in. And to celebrate our we eighth made episode. It. We really made okay. it. Okay. Well, sorry. Are you done? <laughs> I mean, I could go on forever. All right. Well, you're done. To celebrate episode number eight, mm. we have a very special guest. That's His, debatable, but okay. Well, I'd agree with the debatable piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, since you're just going to talk before you get introduced, why don't you just introduce yourself? This episode brought to you by <laughs> <laughs> the Bob Ross Positive Energy Drink. We're just going to dive right in before, oh before well, even getting me. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. Bob Ross is more important. Get that, get that Good opening. Point. We're going to hear the voice change after this, too. Okay. Oh, wow. That is delicious, son. <laughs> That is poison. And I am Brian Papp. <laughs> I will die before the end of this episode thanks to that awful, awful energy describe, that I just Describe invested. the taste. Yeah, what's it taste like? Uh, it's like if you squeezed a lime through a dirty sock mm. and then put it through Bob's pool filter. Yeah, and right, right. And took the scum oh, off the top okay, and slurped yeah. it through a straw made out of... Bendy straw? You know, of course. Okay. And not a paper straw. Well, I mean, really, yeah, definitely. We're using a bendy straw, uh, but that bendy straw is made out of charcoal. Right. It's a it's right, a yeah. complex taste, and I will not mm. be taking another sip. I'm gonna. Can I drink it? Sure. Thank you. Are we so gonna much. pass this around? It's got notes yeah. of of raccoon feces. Good heavens! Mm. Yeah, that's listed in the back here. Notes of raccoon feces. Look at that. Gives it's you five hundred percent of your daily value of raccoon I feces intake. Didn't even know I needed it. <laughs> and here I am drinking. Hold on. Mm. Uh, well, you're wrong. I love it. So <laughs> no, you don't. Do you really? You. You it's know, delicious. You know why he said that though? Because he took a bigger gulp than me, mm, and that's right. that's pure positive energy that he drank. I mm, clearly didn't. You didn't get enough. enough. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have another sip, right, pal, because right. that stuff testing, is testing one, pure one, sunshine one, two, one, two. in the can. <laughs> this is disgusting. <sighs> what is that? It's called pure love. My Take turn. another drink. I'm not sure if I want to. I'm not. I don't really you feel it in the loving mood right can now. Take, you can take taste Bob Ross's curls in that. I almost choked. <clears throat> That's a, what does he call them? Happy little mistake? What are they called? This is a... Happy little accident. Happy little accident. That is... That is for sure an accident. That's an unhappy yeah. major 10-car mm, yeah. pileup. Oh, it's blue, guys. Yeah. Didn't even see it. looks yeah. like... Park that can directly next to me. Yeah, it's like, you got it. Right, right back to you. <laughs> you know, uh, one more. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you love it. 
Well, now that it's gone, thank you. Now that I've derailed the eighth episode. <laughs> yep. We lost yeah, all our listeners. That. So that's an Sorry. energy drink sponsored by or made by some company that is promoting a Bob Ross. Mm-hmm. Legally used. Well, I should hope so. Yeah. It says it on the can. We should take a picture of it and post it on our Instagram. I think that's... Take a picture of the can. We totally do that. Mm-hmm. No free ads, And though. Bob is here. No free ads, that's right. Yeah, we'll censor out the uh, Bob Ross part. We'll send we him the bill. Yeah, mm-hmm. just blur it so you can't really right. tell who yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. He's painting a picture. It's this positive energy. Look mm-hmm. at that. Yeah. Wow. And hmm. now my my stomach is melting, but boy, was it worth it. Yeah, I can feel it. it it's 40 grams of sugar. Correct. Just slightly more than the raccoon feces that it also mm-hmm. has. How much sugar does the raccoon feces add? Well, I... Depends on what know. the raccoon I'm ate. I'm not sure what the breakdown is. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It depends. Good point. Are we in the, the dumpster of a chocolate factory? Right. Or is it like a wild, na- you know, cage-free, naturally roaming, farm-raised raccoon? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Grass-fed. Love, love mm. grass-fed raccoon. Trash pandas are delicious. I don't care what people say. <laughs> Wherever you find them, they're just good eating. Mm. If you've never had barbecue raccoon, I'm telling you, you're missing something. I'm not joking about that. I've actually had barbecued raccoon. Ask me where, jerks. <laughs> no. <laughs> where? Know. Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> we were all sitting like, in shock. I, mean, I, I, I no didn't way. know how to respond. <laughs> yeah. There's a wild game dinner. That they put on uh, in Joliet every year. <laughs> that makes sense. Makes yep. <laughs> Sportsmen from all over. They bring their best wild game recipes. Dude, raccoon out of a crock pot. You will never taste anything so delicious. Yeah. The raccoon accidentally fell into the crock pot. Either way, Adam, <laughs> let's not and split hairs here. I'm just saying it's good. Were there hairs? <laughs> That's my question. <laughs> yeah. The pelt was left on. For the texture. Yeah. If you move past the feet right. and the bones, mm-hmm. you get to the good stuff. That's all mm-hmm. I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, you really enticed me. Sportsmen from all over Will County. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, locally sourced raccoon. Mm. Um, I found this one in my, in my uh, garage. <laughs> like, where, where are they getting them? I mean, you... They're going out and hunting them, obviously. But well, sure. Oh, you can find You never them know. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you trust just a hunter who pulls up with a raccoon and he's like, eat this? Well, I mean, I did. Well, you, yeah, we you know don't you don't have did. to. Can you describe this hunter for us? Because I'm, I, my picture yeah. in my brain is just a man in a ratty old coat. Mm-hmm. Uh, his eyes are going in two different directions. Okay, so far so his good. His hair is matted down. And he's got this raccoon by the tail when he walks in. He's like, give it about 15 minutes. This sucker will be prepared. You can enjoy it with your nice Bob Ross positive energy drink. (laughs) That's close. That's close. I don't know where, if if it was actually hunted or trapped. Um, For all I know, he pulled that thing directly out of his garbage can before he got there. I'm just saying, when I ate it, it was barbecued in a crock pot. Yeah. And it was good. Well, this is a hot start to the podcast, yeah. huh? I, I'm not what sure th- what to do now. Yeah, um, would you add mayo or Miracle Whip? Absolutely no not. to a barbecued raccoon sandwich. I'm, you don't know what would taste good on a barbecued raccoon sandwich until you try it. Mm-hmm. 
I can ima- I can venture a guess <laughs> that it would be nothing. <laughs> well, barbecue sauce was good. I don't believe you. Yeah, I'm <laughs> not buying it. Okay. I mean, you did you did mm-hmm. like that energy drink. It was tasty. Yeah. You the don't ra- get the raccoon any more food opinions for this podcast. <laughs> the yeah. raccoon has ruined his taste buds. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why. All right. I'm just saying. Okay, what are we actually okay. supposed to talk about? Today? All right. So, top of okay. topic mm-hmm. of conversation. Okay. That I was really uh, that I've been like dreaming of talking about with this group specifically. Yeah. With Brian here. Is something that I absolutely love talking about, and that is, <laughs> if we lived in a world, superpowers are a thing. People have superpowers, and you had a superpower. Hmm. What would it be? Your dream superpower. Hmm. So wait, you're you're acknowledging that superpowers in our current world don't exist? Correct. <sighs> okay. Yeah, I, I, I. Difference of opinion. It's okay. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> agree to disagree. I guess. <laughs> All right, but. You want to start us off, Ryan? No, you I want don't. Me, do you want me to start it? I'll start us off, and then you guys can sure. figure out what you guys want to say. Sure, fire it so, up. Will we be adding any additional conversation to the mix? Yes. Okay. Do you so, want to save that for? I'm, yeah, I'm going to save that for after we come up with awesome. the powers. Let's let's go. So, me personally. Yeah, let's hear it. I think that it would be so cool to have the power of telekinesis, hmm. not in the way of just controlling objects, but putting force on spaces. So think of it kind of like you could, because that way it's much more applicable. Like I could double the gravity of this room, essentially, and then beyond that. And I'm still able to control objects by moving them with my mind. I think. You were looking around the room for some positive affirmation. Mm-hmm. The only positive affirmation <laughs> yep. you're getting is from our can with yeah. Bob Ross's happy face on it. Because mm-hmm. that, that's a strange one. It's a strange one? It's a strange well, well, What were you thinking? No, because for, you mean for my superpower? Yeah. I mean, again, if we're ruling out the ones that we already have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will also go with the power of the mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I very, very simply just want mind control. Uh, and... People have used this incorrectly in the past. It sounds like you will too. Well, I don't know. For me, when I think of mind control, I don't, I don't think of making people do things. I think more, if I find that somebody is at a restaurant that I really like, hmm. I want to be able to enter their mind and make them bring me things without them knowing that they're doing it. It's like inception for real. Right. I want to be inside their brains. I do, I do not want anything right. to do with dreams because the dreamscape is a terrifying place. But if we're staying in reality... Sorry, are you saying that from experience? Have you seen Inception? That's true. Yeah. yeah. You're right. You're scary, right. scary. Because that's real. I don't know how they caught the footage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Incredible, incredible cinematography. <laughs> Uh, from their iPhone 12. I'm so glad you guys were all here with cameras yeah. to catch this. Wild. <laughs> four wild. four wild. stages into the human mind. Nobody would have believed this. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I very selfishly want mind control because if I find out, for example, that someone's going to McDonald's, Adam, and they're going to order McNuggets, I would like that person to unselfishly, uh, but also maybe unknowingly, order me some nuggets too mm. 
and then just bring them that, to me. Put that thought in their brain, like, yeah. maybe I should get another one, just in For case. For Brian. <laughs> For Brian. <laughs> yeah, not, you said unknowingly, though. No, I know. I, I want them to be thinking of me in the process, but I don't want them to know that right. I am controlling mm-hmm. I get, I get what you mean. Yeah. There's no way that this goes bad. At right. all. At all. Every, you force everybody to think of you. Wow. I will bite my tongue <laughs> for the time being. Okay? Uh, you know, Ryan, you've been sitting on this a while. You've yeah. Great examples. <laughs> yeah. What are you thinking over there? I want to be able to fly. Oh, you're dead. That is... And, okay, I'm half joking, but come on. That would be sweet. Yes. To be able to fly? Yes, it would. Because I haven't really thought of any reason, so I'm making this up on the fly. On the fly, no pun intended. <laughs> oh, That's jokes. why you're the best podcast member, right? Dude, I am. He's the jokes, people. Um, wait, sorry. I got really distracted. <laughs> yeah, it's like your thoughts just flew away. Yeah. They flew away. But you said this would be it cool, it, so. Well, it would be cool because just think about being able to fly. One, you can get you can, anywhere fast. Okay, that's unless you're well, a how fast unless can you fly? You are a turkey. You can fly as fast as you want to fly because wow. you are the. Super- <laughs> that opens up a whole new range of possibilities. Well, like, I'm talking like what's it called from? Is it Star Wars where they? What's it where they like go over light the, space? Lights, light, 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 light speed, light speed. No way, you can't. Yes, you can. You, yes, okay. can. Yes, you can. So, is this limitless flight? Are yep. you able to go as high as you want? As high as far. Yeah, like the Silver Surfer. And you're able to then navigate both air and space. Mm-hmm. Yep. You can breathe you in space now. You can breathe in space. Yeah. Wow. I mean, he can fly so fast. He said you can fly as fast yep. as you want. As fast as you so want. He's flying to space and back to space. before he even has mm-hmm. to take a breath. Yep. I already did it. Just now, you didn't see it. That's pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. I need to get the Inception video guys to yeah. follow him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I guess I'm wondering your agility while in flight. Uh, you're going to be able to... Like avoiding stuff? Lights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. All right. yep. You just go... Wow. Yep. I'm just... Yep. That's really the only every, question I Every... Have. Yeah. To the max. I love it. Flight to the max. So Adam is going to be able to control... Tell me yours again. Uh, I okay, don't, I don't know that fully. Honestly, yours. just think of it like Star Wars Force okay. usage. You know, yeah, it's like creating force. Yeah, on a space. Okay, in that way. So you have the force. Yeah. So imagine I just threw Bob across the house and through the wall and then into the neighbor's yard. Okay. Do you have to be present? In the space? That's a good question. Mm. That's a great question. I would say, for the purposes of it not being completely ridiculous like Ryan's answer, where he then included having insane reflexes and then being able to materialize yourself into light to travel as fast as you want. Listen, we didn't put any restraints on it. That's true. That's true. Yeah. That's more than one power, though. Um, No, it's not. That's why it's super. It's grouped into one. It's super. It's super! Super D-duper! Who was that? I I would say probably within sight. Like, you have to see what you're doing. Maybe. Or, maybe not. Hmm. Yeah. It's a good thing that no one listening to this is confused at all. (laughs) Thank you for clarifying. We're certainly not. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe I'm just a higher level of thinking than you guys are. Good heavens. I've assumed. Wow. You think okay. that's it? So, okay. so Jared, yeah. 
is your is your superpower going to be deciphering your son's thoughts? I don't know that, that that's even something Worth that it? can be yeah. done. Yeah, there, if I would be the only one that could understand him, then I'd be forced to communicate with him. That'd be tough. Yeah, and I don't think I want to do that. I'd rather not know. Because he'll throw you across a room. Yeah, jeez. He's going to put me through houses and put me in the neighbor's yard. <laughs> so what's your, what is yours going to be then? Uh, I'm going simple, man, to be honest with you. I, I think I would rather just not be detected everywhere I go. Give me invisibility. You know, let me, let me just move through my life as seen or unseen as I want to be. You know, if I want to be out and about conversing with folks being neighborly I'll do it if not whammo invisible wow that's deep and kind of dark <laughs> what's dark about it I mean you want to skate through life without being noticed is that what you're saying I want the ability to to disappear at a moment's notice yeah whenever I decide could it ever happen accidentally? I mean, I, it's not like a button that I can accidentally push. I think I have to say, you know, I just got to think. Like, <laughs> like say the magic word. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah, invisible. <laughs> and then I do it. <laughs> I want to disappear. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, and I have to do it in a British accent or something. Otherwise, it doesn't count. <laughs> just like in case you ever accidentally say mm-hmm. the word invisible, <laughs> yeah. you, you'd right. have to be in, in the British accent. I right. could never say it. Yeah. Correct. That you could tough. never say yeah. it. It would be the one word I could never say. Otherwise, I'd just disappear. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd still be there. You just couldn't. You wouldn't you see it. Can you what's, talk what's to people? What's the word to become uninvisible then? There's not a word, boys. It's, I'm just saying. Like the <laughs> no, we <laughs> decided. Really, maybe you just think that I'm invisible and I'm invisible. <laughs> but like, what if, does that require you to okay. believe that you're invisible? No. Do you have to like, or can you like not see your hands anymore? Can you see yourself while you're invisible? I will be able to see myself. Okay. Yeah. Can you still Then how can you know when you're invisible? What's indicating it for you? We're going back to like an inception thing because right. you have to know... You know, they have those spinning tops mm-hmm. or whatever to know if they're in a dream. Right. How do you actually know if you're invisible or not? Well, I'd be able to tell because nobody else around me would be able to see me. Right. Do you see how easy that is? I feel that way on Wednesdays. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how would you... Can people still hear you? That's what I, That was my question. Like, Can you still talk to people if you wanted to? No. No. Mm-mm. You're silent. I'm are silent. You, are okay. you confined... In space. So, like, you're trying to squeeze through a tight space. Nobody can bump into me. Nobody can bump into me. Yeah. I can't be... I can't you be turn into over. a ghost. Again, nothing... Like, different, like, plane of existence type stuff. Like, you're just... Yes. Gone. You would not be able to force me. Right. Because you're not because there. Because I'm not there. Mm-hmm. Nothing can go wrong with this, either. Yeah. Definitely not. <laughs> it's a superpower. Nothing goes wrong with superpowers. Exactly. Name name one superhero where their power <laughs> went wrong, you know? Yeah. You can't. You can't. Such a good one. All right. Well, now that we have everyone's power of choice. Okay. Here comes the There's something ball. else. We all are going to create weaknesses mm. for each other's superpowers. Okay. So... Sounds like we've already got the ball rolling on this one. <laughs> I know. It should be fairly easy. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, I'm letting you guys, I'm letting you, by the way. Thank you. Completely make fun of me and destroy my superpower right now. Okay. If you guys have any ideas of what could possibly make me weaker than I already am. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's see here. So you have the ability of telekinesis. Yeah. So you can force things. Push, pull, drag. Right. Into the neighbor's yard, you name yeah. it. All right. Well, I'll, I'll kick it off here. Yeah. And uh, in order for you to access this power... Mm. I really like I don't want you to ever be able to get away with it without mm-hmm. people knowing. Right. Cuz obviously you can use this for good. Like it's mm-hmm. not all bad. But I do think that it would be appropriate if you glowed like a Christmas tree the entire time you're using this power. Mm-hmm. And then once you're done, like your color kind of settles back, but it takes about an hour. Right. So you're okay. walking around glowing kind of like an idiot. Mm. For at least an hour, every time that you yeah, choose to I didn't use realize this. idiots glue, glowed. Is it glue or glow? No, no, go with glue. Glue. <laughs> that sounds way better. Glue. Yeah, yeah. And I, I guess I, I say idiot. I, I should recant because when I think of glowing idiots, I think of my, my neighbors who, are probably listening to this episode. Hi, Frank. Um, who leave their Christmas lights. Uh, they're, they're ready for Christmas this year, Yeah, just as they were last, because their Christmas lights haven't come down in the six years that I've known them. Wow. Smooth move, Frank. <laughs> Frank. But so you're glowing. Like right. your whole, you're not, you can't cover it up. It's right. like you're, everything mm-hmm. that you touch, I guess not everything you touch. Yeah. Your clothes What I'm wearing, yes. what's yeah, on yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, so... That's a dead giveaway. Exactly. Yeah, I want I want everybody to know that Adam is doing something dastardly. <laughs> dastardly. Yeah, I'm just. So he's yeah gonna be gluing. <laughs> what other kind of? Uh... It's a glue past tense. You know, glue. a glue, glue. A, a while ago. Glue. <laughs> One hour ago, there was glue. glue. <laughs> <laughs> I was gluing about an hour ago. Yeah. Ryan, how how else do we weaken Adam's ability to force? Um, what do you think? I don't know. Like, what? What's the purpose of your power? Like, are you? Do you have like an enemy? Do you have like a? Well, I mean, you don't have having a power doesn't mean you have an enemy. That that's would what be, I'm yeah. That's well. Now we're getting into actually creating like a character, like a person. Hmm. I now I need like what what effect does this have on your choice? Well, like, like if if am I using this for fighting purposes? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. I mean, I can. Yeah. So you just be you just be gluing and you're yeah. In I'd your be glowing and fights. I would probably be throwing cars into people. I mean, mm-hmm. I think I think as a weakness. Anytime he uses his ability, he falls asleep for 11 minutes. Just stands, <laughs> <laughs> Just stands there and has to fall asleep for 11 minutes while, while, while glowing. What's wrong with that guy? So, like, this, can I even, can I even, like, if I, if I wanted to use my ability, yeah. 
Like, let's say somebody's trying to attack me and I try throwing them. Do I even get to throw them, or am I asleep before I no, even no, no, get to no, do no. it? No, 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 you get to use your ability. So I get to use it on one thing? No, you, you get to use it, you know, in the course of your, you know, your fighting or whatever it happens to be. And it's but like, I'm when he's done, right. he's asleep. But every time I use it, that's another 11 minutes of sleep I need. Well, it's not, after. it's not need. It's being forced upon you. It's like your okay. body is... Glowing and recharging for 11 minutes. Yeah, think of recharging the glow. Right. (laughs) This is awesome. He's never going to use his podcast. Okay, so... Why is that guy just glowing and sleeping? When I use it, I'm glowing. And then for every instance that I used it... You fall asleep for In a period of time, after I'm done, I fall asleep. Standing there. Mm -hmm. You can't, like, walk away. You're You're still in the mix. Right. Let me just make clear... You're not refreshing. You don't like mm-hmm. feel like you just took a nap. Yeah, it <laughs> feels like, like I'm still exhausted afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're just forcing you to fall asleep for 11 minutes. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Ryan? What do you think would be a wonderful addition to his weaknesses? To my weaknesses. <laughs> well, you're already pretty weak, but I would say that you have to Gosh, I don't I don't even know. Like either I really have nothing. I'm just already you would, so weak. You, you have no idea. How do you even make that weaker? Like I don't know. I need some positive energy. Hold Let's on. see. You can put a weight limit on how much like I can move. You can a time limit on that, but we kind of already got. Yeah, that. there already is a time limit. You know, I guess weight. I would put a weight. Minimum and a weight maximum. So there's wow. like a range of things that you can move, hmm. but you no. don't you don't know what it is. So you you just have to figure it out. Like like you can try to move something and it won't work, or you, but you could try to oh, move okay. something else. That's so, good. And it, it does, be, and it could be random. It could change every time. change every change every after I hours. sleep. The weight changes yep. after the, the low recharge. What if what if the electric. so can the minimum just be like. Like a, really high? It could. Like imagine it's, if I it, could only move the moon because that was the like that was the minimum weight. Which would be awesome because then I could cause absolute yeah, yeah, that would be horrible. Catastrophic events. And I'd really get my name out there. Well yeah, but for um, eleven minutes you're sleeping too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be great. Let's pick somebody else. Okay, yeah. Um let's do Ryan's. Ryan, you said you you're flying unlimited flight any speed any speed I any mean, height you're dodging around anything you come anything. in contact with i'm saying yeah, your weakness is you have to the speed at which you flap your arms is how fast you can go <laughs> now i'm not going to give you like a unit measurement for that so we're just going to imagine but if you want to go fast you look stupid Okay. And also, it's kind of exhausting. Oh, so it is. It, so I, I mean, can only fly for like a yeah, certain. I, well, I mean, like, how long can you flap your arms around for? That's going to determine how long you can fly that fast. Okay. What happens if, like, something happens to one of my arms? Then. I mean, you then just can I just not fly? Easily. Or do I fly like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, you start to lean towards yeah. one side. You can only fly in left hand turns. Right. Oh, <laughs> so I have to all the way around. Yeah. I want to go. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. So that's my weakness of choice for you. Okay. 
I really like thinking about this reset idea. Hmm. And you've got to recharge, Adam, every time that you use your power. So I, I think I'm going to play, place that limit on you as well, Ryan. You know how baby birds learn to fly? They jump out of the nest and come crashing Crash. to the ground. Mm. Yes, I love that. Once a week, um, you're going to have to relearn how to fly. So this is not oh. an innate ability that you just get mm-hmm. to keep forever. And the thing is, you remember each and every experience falling and how badly it hurt and <laughs> how much the struggle was. So every time you want to fly, each week, every Sunday, right? Yeah. you're going to mm. have to reset your ability and you're going to know how much it's going to hurt and how bad it's going to be. But then by the end of the week, you're an expert. Yep. Yeah. How long does it take for me to relearn? Six days. <laughs> <laughs> so I get one... I get, you get one. You get, I get Saturday. Like, ha- you get Saturday. Oh, no, I'd say yeah. You, Thanks. You you peak. You peak on Saturday. Okay. Like you you fully now, realize the power of does, your flight. Does Ryan remember the strategies he uses to relearn f- flight? Like, sure. Over time, he's gonna so become. It a takes faster less learner. and less time. I to mean, learn. to to a limit. You're not going I, to learn how to perfectly fly in one day eventually, mm-hmm. because there's a, obviously a physical limit with that. But yeah, yeah, I'd say you. You spend, whenever you choose to start, like, there will be some weeks you're like, I don't really want to fly. So you don't pick it up until Thursday, but you're like, oh, man, I really wish I could fly right now. You spend the first 24 hours of your flight week yeah, learn relearning how to fly. Okay. And then from there, yeah, any strategy you've had, gotcha. mm-hmm. you can increase your ability to, to fly and get back to that peak, but mm-hmm. then... But then on every Sunday, Sunday, yeah. every Sunday, right back to it, dude. That's great. Man. That's great. I don't have one for you. I, I really think that you got the wrong the deal in this whole thing. It's fine. So I'm gonna just leave it as tired arms and tired arms and yeah, and a flight reset. Yes. How high am I falling? Like, because if I don't know how to fly, I'm not getting rooftop, rooftop. Yeah. No broken bones. Second story. Okay. Yeah. Yep. All right. Yeah, second story. You got to be able to, mm-hmm. you know, you got to get a little air between you and the ground. Mm-hmm. Well, if Jared's not going to give you one, then I, I will also, I'll add a, a third for Jared. And I think that you should have to have the weakest, like, bird call of all time. When you, whenever you go to take flight, it's not powerful. It's not masculine. Yeah. It's something like squaw. You know, <laughs> sorry to the listeners. Ryan. No, practice it. Yeah. Give us, give us a really weak. Like that's what it, that's like a yeah. But can it, it can it like change? Twitter came out in nineteen seventy. Does it have to stay the same the whole week, or as my flight ability increases, does my no? It's the same. Now you can change it every week, but it will. But it's still be weak. Yeah, and wimpy. Wow. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Brian, your turn. Your power was what? What was your mind power control? Mind, mind control. control for my okay. own personal benefit. For your own right. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Specifically, and only for that. Yeah. I, I. Again, I'm generally not an overly selfish person, but for this, I I really want people to to remember me. I I, I just want a lot of snacks. Mm-hmm. When I see people. With cheese curds that I don't have, I usually, I don't want to have to ask. I want people mm-hmm. to be like, hey, I got these for you. Right, because oh, you, wow. don't, you don't want to be the guy who's like, hey, can I? I don't want to be a mooch. Being right. a mooch is, um, <laughs> is you're halfway to being a chooch. 
There you go. Right. You never don't want that. Um, so for a weakness for you, I'm going to say that you have a linked person with you. There's somebody who shares not the power, but they have a say in what you do. And you need to go to them every instance you want to use it and get permission from them. Mm. Now I have one of those. It's called a wife. Right. Shots so fired. Everybody, get your head down. Yeah. <laughs> so who's who's assigning the person? Who's assigning the person? Yeah. I am because I'm coming up with a weakness. So is it you? I mean, maybe. You're, I think that's a good the idea. Same or is it but the same? Be, because you're going to be asleep because every you're going to be eleven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you don't need anything when he's asleep. Yeah. Yeah. So um, if you're ever like, hey. I want to make this person get me food. I'll yeah. be like, yeah, you can if they also get me this too. So you're not only thinking for yourself, but you also have to get someone else to agree with it. Yes, that's great. So you can use your power. All right. I would like, if I can jump in here, I would like all of the snacks that Brian tastes to taste like barbecue raccoon. It doesn't matter what he wants brought to him or who he asks. It all tastes like barbecue raccoon, barbecue trash panda with with a miracle whip. And there's there's no relent from this. There, well, I mean, everything tastes like barbecue raccoon. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy your 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 mind control. Can't for, wait to get some snacks. Mike and Ikes that taste like barbecue <laughs> raccoon. <laughs> Ryan, how would we punish in this poor guy? He's already so wow. Um, I'd say. So wait, you said what did you say? I said a person that oh a person right right right. So when you go to this person, whoa, my drink almost fell over. Um, When you go to this person, yeah. Well, one, you have to wait till he wakes up, obviously, (laughs) obviously. And two. You have to learn like he speaks a different language every time and you have to learn it. So even if he is even if he is awake, you won't be able to talk to him. But you can you sure you every can, time I wake up I'm speaking a different, <laughs> speak language. A different language. It's like Is that is that also like now I no. have to speak a different now I learn a different so, okay. You are you know it. You know it already. Well, oh correct. But gosh. every time I wake up I'm speaking a different language. Yes. Okay. Wow. Do yes. I have to decipher what language he's speaking, or do I at least get to know? Sure. You sure you can know what language he's speaking, <laughs> and then figure Portuguese. out. <laughs> and then figure out how to ask what you want. You yeah. know, I I love chicken nuggets so much. I don't care if they taste like barbecue raccoon, there or if I have to get permission from my sleeping <laughs> wife, Adam. <laughs> yeah. Who speaks Swahili? <laughs> Swahili. I, I still love my bar. <laughs> All right, all right. Last one. Okay. Restate your power. Invisibility. No. Invisibility. Right. Right. Not just invisibility, but completely like separating yourself from time and space. This. Yes. From existence. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. I'm saying that you mentally check out of your body. That checks out actually. I, so I your phys- yeah your physical body okay is still exactly where you left it, but you are now in your mind moving around in the world and you you can interact with things. I don't accept this. Can other people interact with his his body? Yeah, he's sitting there like this. 
<laughs> until you come back to your body, you must return to the same space and re-enter it. So you're literally. So we could move him. I mean, he yeah. Know. Or I, 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 I think he'd know where you his could body hide is. me. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you come, you snap back to after your invisible adventure, and you're like, "Where am I? I'm underwater." Drown you? Would be drowning. Ryan, if he's learned to fly, will come. I'll come get you. you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. That's, That's terrible, nice. but I'll accept it. See, I I really I was trying to figure out a way to squeeze this in. I think this is a perfect opportunity. <laughs> oh, good. Um, we've all seen Ghostbusters, yes. Yeah, yeah. the Michelin the, Man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that when you go invisible. You snap to the size of the Michelin Man okay. at full inflated size. So if you are in a house, okay, and you, poof, right, like you burst through the walls of that house. So whether that's your house, right, or yours, or God's, <laughs> wow, you're in church, yeah. <laughs> bang, you, I'm a, I'm going invisible, poof, bang, and no one has any explanation because you're just standing. Or sitting, mm-hmm. whatever you know, however you left, just right. staring as Adam yeah. said. So no but, one has any idea why this explosion happened, and you shrink back to normal size. When they come back to my body? No, no, no. Okay, like you, you don't stay Michelin Man size gotcha. while you're invisible, but it's like a snap, like a one second boom. Okay, and no one knows what the heck is. So going I on. only can really do it outside unless I'm destroying property. Right. Okay. Right. That's mm-hmm. good to know. What do you think? Wow, we hit a hit a lull there. Um, man, you guys are just killing it on the. I, I think about this night and yeah. day, Ryan. I can tell. <laughs> do you have anything? Do you have something else? Do I have something? I feel else? like you have something else in mind. Shoot, um, I'll just take those two. I'm good with them. Yeah. <laughs> For something like that, I mean, I think that. Everyone who, like, let's say you're moving an object or you're walking through somewhere, yeah. anyone who thinks, yeah. like, they see, because they don't see you, they don't really know it's you, okay. but they think something's there, and they immediately think it's a ghost. And they okay. immediately are absolutely terrified, and they're flinging stuff around, and they're okay. just, like, freaked out. So every time, like, and any time you really interact with something, and someone's there, they're going to cause a commotion. Can we attach a scent to this, please? <laughs> a scent? Yeah, yeah. What kind of scent? Barbecue, reckon. <laughs> I'm the only one that likes it. It's not going to bother me. <laughs> you know, but yours is actually really interesting because I can't even leave my body inside anywhere mm-hmm. for protection. It's not like I can just stay in bed. Yeah. i got to go out in the yard. Mm-hmm. If You know, if it's cold or rainy or nighttime mm-hmm. and scary, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't move my person. I got to count on somebody else to drag me back inside. Mm-hmm. So someone else will be complicit in your invisibility. Oh, is basically man. what I'm thinking. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, wow. all of I think we pretty much accomplished everybody having some level of accountability <laughs> yeah. with their superpower. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, strange levels of accountability, but uh, <laughs> what do you got there? Right? Anything? Well, I was given an idea. Well, let's hear it. Um. Your clothes don't turn invisible, okay. so it's just flo- like floating clothes or 
your clothes are just moving but around. With him but exploding into a Michelin man, is that tearing his clothes off? No, on the on the invisible part of him. Not the Can the clothes also stay in the part that I'm leaving behind? <laughs> Please. I would <laughs> Oh, I guess okay. No. I don't want <laughs> Guess not. Adam made the decision. <laughs> nope. Yeah, so... We just decided. Yeah, your <laughs> sleeping naked body <laughs> is left wherever you decide to leave it. This is terrible. It is. <laughs> well, <laughs> you made me sleep for 11 minutes. 11 minutes. I'm you like, left his body I, naked. I yeah. don't I think care. He's worse. not me. <laughs> It's only 11 minutes. I mean, at least you got your clothes. I mean, more than 11 minutes if I use it multiple times. Well, that's your problem. It is. And this is yours. <laughs> You're trying to justify th- that because you have to sleep for 11 yes, minutes. Yes. Absolutely. No. Thank I'm on you. board. Thank you, Ryan. Ryan, I appreciate you. No, you're Thank welcome. Thank you, Brian. Even, I, figured I appreciate it was, you. I su- Well, yeah. I'm just yeah. trying to sway you so that when I want nuggets, right, mm-hmm. <laughs> you allow me to get them. Start studying on Duolingo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You better know how to ask for, ask for it in Gaelic or something. <laughs> All right. Well. Should we get to know Brian a little bit? Yes. Yeah, let's do yes, that. All right. Brian, typically what we do is, is we have somebody on, somebody that we trust, somebody that we respect. You do such a wonderful job with uh, the boys. What we didn't really mention before was that uh, Brian Pep is um, not just a, a teacher for a local school here in, in our town, but he's also our um, youth minister at our church at Southfield. So he's instrumental in caring for, teaching, and just mentoring the kids in our church. And um, what we've what we've come to learn is is that there, are, there aren't very many people that, I guess, put as much effort or care into, um, into seeing our young people um, kind of grow and, and mature as Brian does. And so that was, that was, that's why this was such an easy one to pick for us, is because I think we all feel the same way about Brian. He's, uh, he's a trusted you know, friend of ours and, uh, and a great man, so... Welcome. Um, Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. It's quite the introduction. Yeah. 38 minutes. <laughs> 38 <up>. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we did fail to, to kind of, you know, to do that at the beginning. But I, I think well, we I, were, I delayed that one. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think we were just so encapsulated by the positivity. <laughs> and, yeah. Well, we jumped right into Bob Ross yeah. and we kind of left Brian. In the the blue the, sludge is still working through our bodies. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. It's okay. So t- typically what we ask is... Uh, We'd like to know what your story is. We we ask everybody what their testimony is, and like to get an idea of what that looked like for you growing up. How did you come to a relationship with Christ? How has that kind of, um, I guess, molded the person that you are? And and how how did you get to where you are today? Sure. Yeah. So uh, I am the son of Southfield's pastor Dennis, and uh, I think when when people hear the term PK or pastor's kid, you immediately think one of two things and there is no real in between. It is either what a dork, that Bible banging weirdo, like that, you know, they are who they are because of their parents and they've just been mind controlled or that, you know, they've been, they've been taught all these things. So they, they just follow in line 
like goody little two shoes. And uh, the other extreme is, well, PKs are the absolute worst because they know they know everything about the church and how it's fake, and so they just go off the deep end and and kind of not just lose their faith, but rebel against everything that that their uh, father, you know, leading a church might might want them to do. I don't like either of those connotations, obviously, uh, because I'd like to think that I do think for myself, and I have not become a wild and crazy person. But that ultimately is thanks to a lot of people in my life who have been super positive influences. Not just my parents. My parents, I think, live out a true faith. You know, they don't say one thing uh, while they're at church and, and live a different way. But we all deal with watching our parents and we're influenced by them, but it, it takes more than that. And for me, my my grandparents were a huge influence on my mom's side. Uh, they were relentless in sharing scripture, not just with us, the grandkids, um, but up until the moment of my, my grandfather's death, he, he made sure to be talking to his uh, Sunni doctor uh, about Jesus. And at that level... You know, when you when you're around people who are just constantly talking about God, there there has to be something more than just words in a book. There has to be something real to it. And I've been able to see not just in my family, but in the lives of the people who have led me um, throughout my my time as a believer uh, that have have pointed to that something more. So I remember back when we were still at the Bethel uh, Bethel Drive location. We had this thing called Adventureland for little kids. I mean, it is what little kids and big kids is now. Um, and I remember a, a teach that John Beaker gave when I was young. He was going over the, the importance of John 3.16, but then he followed it up and said, we can't, we can't just stop at verse 16. We have to go into 17. Uh, because 3.16, you can look at and say, oh, well, yeah, I, I have sinned. I, I, am, I am a bad person and make it about you. Um, but 17 turns around and says, no, God, God didn't come into the world to condemn it. He came into the world to save it. And the way that he presented that message really clicked for me, that God is not just looking for me to do good things. God is not just looking to, to make me a good little follower, a good little Christian. Um, but instead he, he is a, a savior that sin is something I need rescue from and that he is a superhero with no limitations uh, in. And I, I, I think that, that that registered for me. And so it was shortly after that, um, I believe I was eight. I, my memory is terrible, but I believe I was eight years old uh, and got baptized in the baptismal tank at, at Bethel Drive. And I can paint a picture for you of exactly what that day looked like. I remember how awesome it was. Uh, and they're, you know, solidifying in front of a group of people who I knew and trusted and loved. Yes, I am. I am a believer, and I do want to live a life that honors God. But the, the testimony doesn't stop there. Uh, I, long story short, in in high school, went through a real, a really difficult time because we had just moved from Joliet to Manuka. Uh, we actually shut down our high school youth group because me and the two other kids that were in attendance at that time. Uh, we didn't feel like that was a, a great use of energy and resources for the people who were leading. So I didn't have 
I didn't have a youth group, you know, even as a pastor's kid to fall back on. And it was just kind of assumed that, yeah, oh, well, you're the PK, you'll be okay. And the other two, um, one of them was the secretary's daughter and the third, um, was one of my friends. So, so that was, it was tough for me to not have that same influence that I'd had, um, in junior high, you know, Bob being one of those guys who, who led me and, and showed me the, um, the way to live. And so in high school, I, I never doubted my faith. I never doubted that God was real, but I certainly lived in the headspace of, is this worth it? Is, am I, am I doing something that ultimately is going to, to pay off? And I knew the verses I had memorized them in Awana and all that, but I didn't know if people had asked me, will you work for the church or will you pursue anything in that nature? I, I would outright say no. I am not doing that. And it's not because, again, not because I didn't believe in God, but like, I just know that's not for me. Um, but then towards the end of high school, you know, as, you're, as I'm choosing college options and looking at what the future holds, um, I, I've dealt with a lot of realization that m- I, me, Brian, I, am, I was a selfish person. Um, I had treated some people in my life with, um, in some ways that they didn't deserve. And uh, it all came back to me focusing on me, which I guess is an appropriate uh, thing for my superpower, you know, come full circle. Um, but then going back to, to trying to figure out, like, you know, how, how deeply am I going to pursue this life that honors God? I found myself back in John chapter 3, but at the end, um, you know, in the, in the latter, latter portion, and we read John the Baptist who has been doing, he's been a leader, um, promising the Savior is coming, and and now Jesus is in the picture, and he's baptizing people, and John the Baptist's followers are like, who's this rabbi, who's this guy who's baptizing people? Like, are you really going to just let him do that? And John's like, yeah, yes I am, because my part in this is fulfilled through him. So yeah, we should be following him. And he made one of the most influential uh, messages in in my walk in John three thirty when he literally says he must become greater, I must become less or lesser, uh, depending on the version that you're reading. And that again, I I love powerful sayings like that. I'm a coach too. I've coached basketball and cross country, and you try and deliver a message in in something short, just a a quick one liner that you can rely on and go back to. And for me, that that idea that I it's not all about me that I must become less, and in my life, God must become greater, God must become more, you know, even tying into our, our I am second stories um, really, really mattered. And so that, that led me, I'm not perfect, I did not make 100% perfect decisions in college or thereafter, but um, ultimately when, when I was propositioned to take over the, the youth group, I prayed hard. Because uh, again, I, me selfishly was like, no, I don't. This is not for me. But then coming back to, to John the Baptist, no, I, I am here to make a way. I'm here to make a way for people to know Jesus and know about the gospel. And if this is, the way that God has, pushed me to do it, then fine. So I kind of relented, and now like that, that has totally changed. The attitude has totally changed to where I, I realize this is an honor. You know, getting to be with these guys and, and the rest of our group and our leaders and, you know, ha- have fun along the way. But it's, 
it's an honor. It's, excuse me. It's an honor to be um, to be the the youth leader of of Southfield. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's a great story. To be honest with you, it's um, you know. My wife grew up at Bethel, so she's very familiar with your family and kind of you growing up a little bit and uh, and some of those things. But you're totally right. I think when you when you start when you do get a call like that and it's a little bit maybe above your head at the time and you don't know what you want to do with it or you don't you don't know you don't know what you you know even how to start you know kind of the way your dad talked about it today um, to consider those opportunities as an honor. You know, like what I'm doing is is not to glorify me. It's not to make me more, right? Just like what you said. It's I have to, you know, to decrease, right? Christ is the one that is is going to be the one who who increases here, and so it is an honor. And and boy, we're not just fortunate to have you in that role, but um, but you're you're just such a great resource and mentor to the boys, and we're so thankful for that. Yeah. So what we've been doing is is we've been asking our guests to kind of come prepared with a parable that you know kind of speaks to you or one that you would would like to to talk about. And uh and Tom and John have been on uh to to do theirs and uh, I asked you to to prepare one as well. What did you bring for us today? So we are going with the parable of the shrewd manager in Luke chapter 16. Um So because I've been talking a lot, one of you guys want to belt that out? Yeah. So uh, Luke 16 <clears throat> says, He also said to the disciples, There was a rich man who had a manager, and charges were brought to him that this man was wasting his possessions. And he called, he called him and said to him, What is this that I hear about you? Turn in the account of your management, for you can no longer be manager. And the manager said to himself, What shall I do? since my master is taking the management away from me. I am not strong enough to dig, and I am ashamed to beg. I have decided what to do, so that <clears throat> when I am removed from management, people may receive me into their houses. So summoning his master's debtors one by one, he said to the first, How much do you owe my master? He said, A hundred measures of oil. He said to him, Take your bill and sit down quickly and write fifty. Then he said to another, And how much do you owe? He said, a hundred measures of wheat. He said to him, Take your bill and write eighty. The master commended the dishonest manager for his shrewdness. For the son of the sons of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than the sons of light. And I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of unrighteous wealth, so that when it fails, they may receive you into the eternal dwellings. One who is faithful in a very little is also faithful in much, and one who is dishonest in very little is also dishonest in much. If then you have not been faithful in the unrighteous wealth, who will entrust you to the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in that which is another's, who will give you that which is your own? No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Super powerful. Um, I think this is, this is one of the parables that we pull, like the end of the, the verses from, but we don't necessarily dive into the story. So it's kind of why I chose it. It's, it's one that if I'm being honest, I, I read through and never do I sit and like do a deep dive on the shrewd manager. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Um, but in, in Luke chapter 15, we hear about all the, 
the three lost parables. So the lost coin, uh, lost sheep, lost son, prodigal son. And then he immediately turns to talking about money. In chapter 16, we get two, two parables about money. So clearly, the Pharisees and other people of the time, are, they're, having a tr- they're having some trouble with knowing how to handle money, what value to assign money, and, and where to go with it. And so I love that in this, you know, it's titled the shrewd manager. Shrewd meaning sharp judgment. Someone who's able to be in a situation, get their head about them, and then make a quick decision that will benefit themselves. Um, so first off, neither one of these guys would have been viewed as role models. You don't want to cheat your. You don't want to cheat the the owner. So the manager who's firing. Um, who's firing this guy, he's literally being stolen from. And yet at the end of this little encounter, it says that he, he essentially respects the guy for, for stealing from him. He doesn't respect the art of the theft. Right. But he says, oh, I, I know what you're doing here. You're setting yourself up so that when I fire you, you have a community of people who remember the, the tax cut, essentially, that, that you gave them. You, you decreased all the debts. You made it easier for me to pay. I'm going to remember that. I'm going to let you live with me. I'm going to help you find a job. So, so he's in stealing from the owner. Uh, the manager's setting himself up for, for the future. And so it's kind of weird. Is Jesus saying that we should always be thinking about how to set ourselves up, like here on earth? No, no, not at all. Instead, the, the thought should be, the world is always looking out for themselves, and it's okay to look out for ourselves too, as long as we're honoring God in the process. Right. And we shouldn't be looking to earthly prizes. We shouldn't be looking to earthly rewards. Um, so using our using our money, using our wealth for long term um, advantage for God. Also, um, God says, or in this um, in this parable, God's essentially telling us. You need to think beyond today. You need to think, of, think beyond your current circumstances. Think to the future. Think to heaven. And think of the promises that, that we are given in other spots. So I'm going to have you guys, I know I haven't done this, so I'm putting, them, I'm putting the other guys on the spot here. I'm going to have you pull up a couple verses real quick. All right. So Ryan, if you'd go to Matthew chapter 6, verses 3 and 4. Adam, if you'd go to Luke 6.35. And then, Jared, if you'd go to Luke 14, 12-14. As they do that, I just want to set up kind of where we're going. Um, God gives us the promise of heaven. We know exactly what to expect. And so a lot of people will denounce God or denounce faith because they say, well, if I can sin and be forgiven and just know that I'm going to live in this paradise forever, then why bother? You know, if I, if I just know I can live however I want and, and change, uh, change at the last moment, then why even, why even bother with living a, a life that honors God? And they're completely missing the point. The, the shrewd manager set himself up in an earthly way. And so people who think that they're setting themselves up without God are setting themselves up in those same earthly ways. We should be focusing on what are the promises that God gives us and why does that make us change the way that we live? So, Ryan, you want to read yours? Did you say Luke 14? 
12 through 14? Yes, for yours. Sure. Matthew 6. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. So God is literally promising you will, if you do what I'm telling you to do, you will be rewarded. But you shouldn't be doing it for yourself. You shouldn't be doing it so that you can say, look at me. How awesome am I that I'm sharing my money? Or how awesome am I that I'm volunteering or running a podcast with Christian values? <laughs> right. Your father in secret, who knows what you do in secret, will reward you. So we're, we're promised that, and we can know that. And it's okay to know that promise is coming. Adam? All right. But love your enemies and do good. And lend, expecting nothing in return. And your reward will be great. And you will be sons of the Most High, for He is kind to the ungrate. He is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. So love your enemies without expecting anything in return. Mm. Not expecting anything from them, because He immediately follows it up and says, "Your reward will be great, but your reward might not be great here. You might still experience heartache and turmoil here on Earth, but your the promise of the reward is what's to come." Luke fourteen twelve through 14, then Jesus says to the host, when you give your luncheon or dinner, do not invite your friends, your brothers, your sisters, your relatives, or even your rich neighbors. If you do, they may invite you back, and so you will be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed. Although, you cannot, although they cannot repay you, you will be repaid at the resurrection of righteousness. So the shrewd manager cancels some debts or lessens some debt burdens for people who owe uh, the owner money. And the owner, realizing what the shrewd manager did, says, wow, you did great for yourself. And in these three passages, we are, showed, we are shown that God has a promise that he will fulfill, that we will experience a reward beyond any human comprehension in heaven but it's not something that we should only do for ourselves. Yes, Matthew 6 and, and Luke 6 both say we can, we can look forward to what we are promised. Like this is, a, this is a great reward. It's like looking forward to getting the present that you asked for at Christmas. But sometimes that present doesn't come here. It's for us to look into the future and we should be inviting other people in to experience the love of God. So you're holding this big banquet, you're having a party, Make sure that the people who usually get left out are heard. Make sure the people who are usually left on the outside get to come in. Because they, like us, if they come into that relationship with God, may not experience a reward here, but they certainly will be able to enjoy the great reward that God promises us in heaven. That's fantastic. You know, it's, it's funny. It's almost a, um, a knock against the Christians right now that this world knows more about Coca-Cola and McDonald's and all of these worldly companies than they do about the gospel. And if we would just work as hard as, you know, at trying to push the truth as the world is trying to gain wealth, um, we would be living in a much different world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, think about how, I mean, you guys may be able to speak this too, but I know so many people that can, tell you everything there is to know about the Star Wars universe 
or the Marvel universe and they can connect all the storylines and they know that it's fake. They know that it's not a real, well, at least I hope. (laughs) I hope they know that it's not real. And yet we have something, this promise that is real that people just say, no, don't need it or not good enough or not exciting enough. So, yeah, I think on that point, too, when you get somebody who's super passionate about um, Star Wars or any of those things, and that's fine, that's all fine and good, but even if, even if they know it's fake and they know everything about it, you still, you still hear that from them. They still tell you about it. They still they, they want to share it. But when you get somebody who knows, who knows about the Bible, who knows about Scripture, you sometimes you don't hear about it from them sometimes they don't want to share it like somebody who knows star wars or uh, another series like that right mm-hmm. yeah i think something that i absolutely loved coming from this parable that you uh brought today uh it's like the idea that jesus still included the fact that like you said the kind of the rich man still respected the manager for what he did and it's like kind of the idea that well he was lying he the manager was doing the wrong thing in this sense but he was thinking ahead and he had that idea to do something to better his future circumstances and i think a great way you can kind of see that is we should be doing that for god not ourselves, because it's stated that that's like a worldly thing, that he uh, or the sons of the world are very shrewd. It's kind of like taking that shrewdness and those decisions to, in that moment, further God's kingdom for the future. So kind of thinking in that way and being able to take that away from this, I thought was a, it's a great parable. Thank and, you. And that's why I love what you guys are doing with this podcast. I mean, yeah, you're... You're forming something that you can always go back to and listen to and know about, you know, senior year and mm-hmm. and all the jokes and superpowers and mayo and, <laughs> and miracle <laughs> weapon and some fun things. But but you are doing exactly what what the shrewd manager did in a positive way. You are setting yourselves up for uh, for what is to come, and you're including literally anybody that might randomly click on a button. Uh, to to hear a story or to they might be here for a laugh but you don't stop there you don't just stop at the laugh you you dive in and bring in the blind the poor the crippled the lame now I, all your listeners are going to think that I'm a jerk <laughs> but uh but all the people who need to hear it are are hearing it because you guys have have taken the time to to make this your outlet and that's awesome mm-hmm. episode number 8 gentlemen yep episode number 8 in the bag in the bag. Brian, thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks. The Ocho. The Ocho. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to learn right. new languages so I can talk to Adam. Right. Yeah. It's going to be very yeah. important in the future. Start studying up, buddy. <laughs> Take right. us out. Well, uh, this has been the eighth episode of Circle the Drain with your three most wonderful hosts, Adam. Brian. And Jared. And Brian. Brian. There it is. And Brian. Um, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the episode or just you know, really want to help us out, you can give us a five-star review, subscribe, whatever it takes on whatever platform you're listening to. Uh, check out the Instagram 
our Instagram. Two dudes. Two, Two dudes. dudes. That's right. Circle the Drain Podcast. Circle the Drain on Instagram. And anything else I missed? Just thanks for listening. Yeah. Thank you. All right. See ya. <laughs>